You're listening to the News Fuse. Stay in the loop with the most important headlines of the week. Brought to you by Freedomist. The U.S. Department of State approves the sale of $1.8 billion worth of weapons to Taiwan, nursing home residents protest the COVID-19 ban on visitors, and the United States joined in a ceremonial signing of the Geneva Consensus Declaration with the countries of Brazil, Egypt, Hungary, Indonesia, and Uganda. Included in this declaration is the understanding that each nation has the right to make their own law when it comes to abortion. The Legacy of Life and Love report was just released by the Charlotte Leisure Institute this week as it looked at the three major national networks of pregnancy resource centers in the United States. The report found that in the year 2019, these centers served around 1.85 million people with an estimate of over $266 million worth of services and material assistance. The report is full of numbers and percentages, one of them being information on the abortion pill reversal. 11% of the centers now offer this procedure and over a thousand lives were saved in 2019 because of it. President Donald Trump has supported the pro-life movement throughout his presidency, but Biden makes it clear abortion will be protected if he becomes president. The libertarian candidate Joe Jorgensen says that while she doesn't agree with abortion, she is pro-choice because the government has no right to ban it. And so pro-choice and pro-life battle and so the pro-choice and pro-life battle continues. Proposition 115 on the Colorado ballot would ban abortions after 22 weeks. And on the ballot in Louisiana, there is a question posed as to whether or not the state constitution should be changed to say, quote, to protect human life, nothing in this constitution shall be construed to secure or protect a right to abortion or require the funding of abortion, unquote. This amendment, written by Democratic Representative Katrina Jackson, would confirm that abortion is not a human right. Jackson referenced Proverbs when she said, quote, God hates the shedding of innocent blood. There's no blood more innocent than an unborn child who's never sinned, unquote. Unfortunately, immorality has led the states to these life and death controversies. Vermont, for instance, just signed a bill into law that reads, in order to prevent or reduce unintended pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases, each school district shall make condoms available to all students in its secondary schools, free of charge. At a minimum, condoms should be placed in locations that are safe and readily accessible to students, including the school nurse's office. In a judicial committee hearing filled with political viewpoints and lessons on civics, Judge Amy Coney Barrett was on the receiving end of both supportive comments and strong accusations last week. Regardless, she remained purposeful, validating her strong character. Referring to the Ginsburg rule, Judge Barrett refused to answer many irrelevant questions. When the late and respected RBG was in the same spot as Judge Barrett in 1993, she said these words, quote, you are well aware that I came to this proceeding to be judged as a judge, not as an advocate. Because I am and hope to continue to be a judge, it would be wrong for me to say or to preview in this legislative chamber how I would cast my vote on questions the Supreme Court may be called upon to decide. Were I to rehearse here what I would say and how I would reason on such questions, I would act injudiciously. Judges in our system are bound to decide concrete cases, not abstract issues. A judge who swore to decide impartially 
can offer no forecasts, no hints, for that would show not only disregard for the specifics of the particular case, it would display disdain for the entire judicial process, unquote. Barrett agrees with this and stuck to her position as a judge committed to justice. Barrett also says she is a textualist and an originalist, meaning she looks at the original meaning of the text of the Constitution to determine how to rule a case. This week, the Senate Judiciary Committee voted with a result of 12 in favor of Judge Barrett and 10 not present. Instead of attending, the Democratic members of the committee boycotted the vote, placing pictures of American citizens on their chairs who they say would lose health care if Judge Barrett is confirmed. The process moves on to the Senate floor, where a simple majority of 51 votes is needed. Republicans currently control the Senate 53 to 47, and if for some reason there is a tie, the vice president is able to vote. Democratic leaders, though, and major news outlets are fearful at the thought of a 6-3 to conservative majority on the Supreme Court. CBS News, for instance, looked to Alan Jenkins, a professor from Harvard, for clarity. He said, quote, None of us alive have seen a court that is so predictably hostile to constitutional rights and civil rights and freedoms as this court will be if Judge Barrett is confirmed, unquote. He continued saying that while Republicans are not violating the Constitution by getting Judge Barrett confirmed so close to an election, it does violate basic principles of honesty and fairness. Discussions surrounding COVID-19 started off the final presidential debate this week. This was followed by topics like elections, national security, tax returns, and Russian interference, Russian interference with a mention of Hunter Biden, whose name has been smeared all over social media with questionable content. Healthcare was also debated as Trump said he would terminate Obamacare and come up with a beautiful plan, always protecting those with pre-existing conditions. He says there are 180 million people who have great private health insurance. Biden stepped in saying he would also support private health insurance. However, he believes health care is a right, not a privilege, so he would build on Obamacare. There was debate over small businesses, the economy, and minimum wage, Trump saying each state should be allowed to decide what works best for them. When talking about immigration, Biden said within the first 100 days of his presidency, he will create a pathway to citizenship for 11 million undocumented people. He also says people of color are victims regardless. Race, climate change, and thoughts on leadership ended the evening, and Trump's final thoughts indicated that we have to make the country successful. He is convinced that success will bring us together. Biden finished things off with a profound statement saying that the character of this country is on the ballot. So in conclusion, I have two questions. How does one's view on the life in the womb affect their character? And secondly, where is your character? Would you get the votes? Thanks for listening to this episode of The News Fuse. For more great content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or visit us online at freedomist.us. That's freedom, I-S-T-S, dot U-S. Until next time, stop yelling and start thinking. <laughs>